0: If you don't equip people, if you make it too safe, you prevent boldness in Christian prayer, in Christian life, in Christian living. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Every Knee Shall Bow. I'm trying to vary it up. I'm trying to vary it up. People say, I'm, "I say the same." way hey, welcome back to Every Knee Shall Bow. <laughs> so that—that's my varying it up. All right, this is your weekly Catholic podcast on evangelization. I'm Mike Gomer Gormley, and I'm joined, as always, by Dave. Carry your cross after me,
1: Van Vickel. How you doing? I'm good, but I don't. I don't. I don't like being put in the savior spot there like that
0: well no 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 you you misunderstand me you misunderstand me so like every every leader needs a first follower that's you. all right you're all right. the okay. one all right you're the one you're the andrew right like <laughs> hey come and see right that's yeah you. i'm the I, andrew okay, <laughs> yeah. all right. okay don't, don't misunderstand me i'm sorry i you know that's my fault that's my bad <laughs>
1: uh hey guess what <laughs> what 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 you're n- now the jokes about your other podcast you're yes. not going to be the only one who has them because I started another podcast. Uh, I know. I'm so mad at you. I'm so mad. At it you. launches this week, and I'm I'm excited about it. And it's uh, I think it's going to be good. It's it's, it's it, a it's
0: a weightlifting podcast. No,
1: right? it's not. It's <laughs> theology. It's called theology and insanity, and it's with one of our wonderful professors, Father Dr. Mike Cirilla. And I love Dr. Cirilla. And let me tell you what's great about it, Gomer, because you kind of caused a lot of this. You know, I, I, it's it's about theology, and um, in this podcast, you're always going on your ridiculous theological and philosophical tirades that I have to bring down to earth. But go on, but and I always have to be like the the uh, more mundane person of the two to try and bring it to everyone's understanding. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not insulting you. I'm just saying. That you hold me back a little bit? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, but I'm just um, saying that you are the weakest link. <laughs> but since, um, but since this uh, podcast, the other one is about theology. We, I can just let it fly, and so mm-hmm. I don't have to be that guy. So there. So when you talk about Luke from now on, I'm going to be like, oh yeah, my friend Mike and I did the same thing, and I'm so. Uh, I I don't think the right word is jealous. I think it's envious. <laughs>
0: So I'm going to, I'm going to sneak into your studios and destroy your your recordings and all that
1: stuff. Yeah. What is the name of the podcast? It's called theology and insanity, which obviously is a hat tip to Frank Sheed, who wrote the book theology and sanity Hmm. and sanity, but we're called theology and Insanity. And, uh, yeah, we talk a lot about, you know, um, dissident theology, heresy, but, but also just like good old fashioned, you know, theology 101, that kind of stuff. So. Who is your favorite dissident theologian?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got my top five picks of favorite dissident theologians.
1: Let's go. Oh, that's funny.
0: Yeah, no, but uh, so what day is that launching for those in the uh, you know listening? In well, the,
1: they'll hear this. It'll, it should have launched two days before they'll hear this. So, it so should've. this is coming out on Monday. Yeah, right? yeah. Monday, yeah. March twenty something. Something. Yeah. Who <laughs> I don't knows, even man. know. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah. So, anyways, there. So there you talk about your fancy-smancy Catching Foxes podcast, now I've got one.
0: Catching Foxes. Yeah. Number 100 in China in the category of religion and spirituality.
1: That means every world religion, right? I'm im I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I am impressed. China. but won't, it be, <laughs> but won't it be funny if there's just like one episode that like they think your voice is funny and that's why they keep going and, listening and, and to it and it goes
0: viral yeah but right. it's just one thing
1: yeah oh yeah that would be awesome That'd speaking be awesome. of that isn't it funny when yeah. you see the ratings for this podcast for eksB it's we always we're always highest in Romania
0: we're, that is funny yeah we're highest in Romania and catching foxes is super high in oh, Latvia he, he had to go we there. were number one in Lat. oh oh I'm sorry did I bring up another podcast <laughs> oh my gosh. No, but the other one – so we're going to try to plan a pilgrimage no, you're to Latvia. Yes, we what?
1: had – what is in Latvia?
0: oh man Latvia what a country we did a whole episode
1: <laughs> when we found out
0: Luke went on Wikipedia and then got lost for like six hours and then and then who was the episode was the fruit uh, I think the episode was called Latvia is better than McCarrick I think that was the episode that is because funny. we it was the two different topics that we covered but at, literally the next day after we talked about Latvia a local parishioner who organizes pilgrimages all over the world they sent me an email this is like an uh, just just a random business email goes to everyone and it was like come explore um catholicism in eastern europe uh lithuania latvia and estonia and uh i don't know if you know this estonia i think is the most atheistic people in in the west i think okay and uh and it borders with latvia and latvia has this incredible catholic history but no one knows it because it was uh, new country behind the iron curtain all this stuff no like people know about it because of seinfeld when when yeah. george becomes latin, latin- Latinx. Latinx. yeah right <laughs> exactly i don't have people who kill squirrels <laughs>
1: <laughs> no
0: that's yeah the- i had i had that quote throughout the whole episode oh yeah i'm we sure about i'm
1: sure the the no but it, it is funny like i want to hear from some listeners in romania if you're in romania yeah. email us and, and ask us a question we want it.
0: yeah we got two or three people from sweden uh yeah we're, oh we're, yeah we're, our yeah.
1: international audience, write us at
0: eksb at ascensionpress dot com. Yeah,
1: we got ripped from Sweden. <laughs> yeah, we got we got praised and ripped from yeah. Sweden. Yeah, no, but that's awesome. So today we're uh we we thought we'd get back kind of old whoa, school. Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, what? whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa! Quick update on evangelization book.
1: Oh, you're right. You're right.
0: We gotta we gotta do that. So everyone, it's eight thirty Eastern time yeah. at night. uh how many days in a row is it five days five days in a row sunday through
1: thursday okay it's meant to be uh you know evangelist retreat a five day evangelist retreat we'll meet for about an hour every night but we'll go as long as we need to to answer questions and again uh gomer and i are going to be alternating and it is a little bit tricky when you sign up just sign up for the first night and you'll be signed up for all of them right uh that's the way kind of go to webinar works and Mm kind of limited by that so uh uh, yeah, I mean there's still spots available, but sign up soon. We we really want you guys to be a part of this. A lot of people have asked, are we gonna do post the episodes somewhere else? You know, um, afterwards that people could watch. And I I I really don't know. I, I'm gonna talk to Gomer about that. Pray about it a little bit yeah. because we wanted it to be more of a a coaching kind of a thing. So we wanted it to be live, but we'll see how that works. So uh, yeah, sign up evangelizationbootcamp.com. We want to see you there. We want to see you there.
0: And Dave, let's be honest to our fans right now. Let's be honest. I'm not happy <laughs> about whatever's going to come out of your mouth. How many of these, of the w- w- the webinars, are, is the audio of us giving our presentations each night? Because me and you are divvying up the nights, and we're both doing different topics. Okay. How many of it are, are we honestly, when we can't record together, are we just going to take the audio from that <laughs> and put it an episode of a yeah, good, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good No, no. I'm going to
1: make a, a promise right now that that won't <laughs> happen. Maybe. No, I can't promise. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I know, I know. But we do. Oh, but Dave. we do have a, kind of an old school topic today. I, we you do know, getting back we to do. our roots here. Um, what we want to do is talk about five major pitfalls of evangelization. Uh, five major pitfalls. And and what's what may, we've done episodes like this in the past. But what I want to do specifically is tell you about five mistakes that we have made personally. Right? Not yeah. that necessarily that we see, but that we have personally made. So, uh, you know, it, it's the kind of thing with evangelization that. I would never want someone to wait to be an expert to go out and do it because I've learned so much from not being an expert and from making mm-hmm. these pitfalls. And and the most important thing of obviously you learn is like, look, God's still in control. Because mm. in almost every case of of me making a mistake, and and, and I don't know, you can weigh on this Gomer, maybe maybe you feel differently or maybe you feel the same way. In in many cases of of me getting in the way of making a mistake, it didn't matter right it was it was more just like the the faith the grace there of god calling that person and me cooperating but it it could have been more smooth it could have gone a little bit better it could have gone a little bit faster you know um but i mean don't you feel that way
0: yeah absolutely and funny story my son is upstairs banging repeatedly on the floor which is right (laughs) above this so if you hear that's not me listening to techno uh with the bass thumping that's my son in latvia Uh, (laughs) <laughs> it's a lot to be in tech. Oh yeah, no. The there are so many mistakes that it is easy to fall into traps that are easy to fall into, and just stupid things that I carry around in my heart with regrets uh, that I've done. In the past. And so it is good to talk about these things because they can become spiritual dangers for all of us. Yeah. And we want to make sure that uh, we all live by example. It's just some of us are giant U-turns and uh, dead ends. (laughs) Do not follow. Stop. Reverse. Right. So, yeah, I think this will be a good conversation. And just kind of being honest about, especially, I think, doing those earlier episodes where we would talk about this, like the blunders that we've made. Yeah now like in reflection like what are i i see in reflection on my own life as an evangelist what are the kind of like the issues behind the issues
1: so i think it'll be good yeah cool so i'm gonna go uh, run out with number one here and and say probably the biggest and most common mistake i've made uh and still continually to make this you know maybe it's my ego or i don't know what it is but You know, I you know we're all you know either squares or pegs, square pegs or round pegs or something like that. And I I tend to be a square peg, and so I try to pound everyone through the square peg hole, right? And so I treat everyone as if they were me, and and so I speak to them that way. I uh, guide them to resources in that way. And, and I realized, like, that is, first of all, it's completely one-sided. Second of all, yeah. it's totally the opposite of the way, you know, God looks at people, you know. And on many occasions, right, it's just fallen short. And what happens is people, like, kind of look at you and you realize they're just bored with what you're saying. Like, they're just, yes. it means nothing to them at all. And so uh, I, I realized, like, that is one of the biggest mistakes I've made. And, I'm, and I still make it continuously. Because I think about, I put that, I put myself in that person's position. I think, what would I need to hear? What would I? What would appeal to me? And so often, I miss the mark so far with that kind of thing. Oh gosh, yeah,
0: that's very true. That's very true. And my, my my major mistake, I think, dovetails with that nicely. Okay, and by nicely, I mean horrifically. Where because I've been doing this for so long, so it's similar. Where it's like my story is, I've heard the same things from people you know when you're dealing with high school students you tend to hear the same things okay when you deal with middle school students you tend to hear the same things when i work with young adults versus adults in their 50s and 60s i tend to hear the same things once you get enough experience so sometimes i stop listening and i'm just waiting for my turn to fill in the blank with my correct answer right? right like because you hear these things like well i just You know, like, I I don't believe that God exists because, like, you know, why do bad things happen to good people? And blah blah? And I just, I'm like, all right, so we're going to go through theodicy. We're going to scroll down in my brain to here's a great (laughs) argument from Dr. Peter Crave that he did in this book. And I'm getting read. And I'm just loading them up to bear. And then I see that glazed over look when I realize sometimes, oh, yeah, I have missed the mark. I wasn't paying attention to the actual thing, the actual real issue that they're struggling with. They just use some language that they picked up along the way that threw me off. And it is very easy to 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 deal with labels instead of people. Right. And it's very easy to to step into that mode. And yeah, I'm right there with you, man. I was just talking with a college student. And I I must have talked for 20 minutes straight. (laughs) And I told the guy at the beginning, I was like, please interrupt me. I love the sound of my own voice. And he didn't because he's a nice guy. And I just went off, and then I stopped, and when I when he started, like, yawning and trying to stifle a yawn, and I go, uh, maybe that doesn't work for you. What are your thoughts? And they're like, yeah, no, that wasn't it at all. And I'm like, oh,
1: gosh. I just oh, went off for 20 minutes, yeah.
0: I, I, yeah. I
1: ruined your life for 20 minutes. Right, yeah, so those first two, I mean, they're nuances on the same topic, basically, you know, that you, you're you not treating the person in front of you, you know, it's and that's you have to see that person in front of you. Yeah. I'll tell you another mistake, and Honestly, I'm embarrassed to admit this mistake because I have, I've had diatribes against this on this show before, and I recently <laughs> fell into the trap, okay. and that is evangelizing through a medium before evangelizing through yourself, right? So I, gave a, I recently gave a book to somebody. I handed them a book. I hardly, oh, talked, to, I hardly talked to them at all. I hardly even understood their problem, and I handed them a book, thinking that because this book affected me so deeply, and because it affected a lot of people so deeply, uh, it's going to affect them as well. And it absolutely stopped the conversation completely. Uh, they didn't like it. There was no like chemistry between the person and the book, and and I think what I'm trying to get at here is that a, a very common mistake that we make, and and even I make, even though I talk about it all the time, is letting a tool do the job rather than, you know, just, Mm -hmm. uh, getting into a relationship with a person, you know, uh, it's just, and usually it's because you're, you're unsure of yourself. You're worried that you're going to have the right words to say. So you use somebody else's words. And there is a moment in the the evangelization relationship where a video, a webinar, a podcast, a a book might come in handy, but it's certainly not right at the beginning, you know? And Uh, I mean, it's it, it would be the equivalent of using a track or something like that, you know, in, in sidewalk evangelization, which can work, right? I mean, remember, the yeah, Holy Spirit yeah. can work through these things. But certainly, if you have the time, you want to invest in the relationship and not just give them a tool and send them on their way.
0: Because nothing says, I'm treating you like a project more than yeah. not fostering the relationship right. and just being like. And it's funny because that is almost like a blend of both of our things. I know this book worked for me. Here's for you. But also it's like, I already know your objections and CS Lewis says it better than I can. Right. Um, And that is funny because I think the right relationship is when we do that hand off to, to a thing is, is that same word stability. Like we have to work in our relationship with them to where we got them into a place of stability and it can, that can take place in one conversation. But the idea is when i'm gonna give them a resource when i'm gonna hand them a book or send them to a website or send them a youtube link the idea is i've already built that strong foundation for them yeah so i'm like okay this is like a way for you to empower yourself in these truths this is why churches can do it well you know because you've you've built that foundation right yes this is why the the local matters right this is why it matters we're an incarnational church dave um (laughs) We're so sacramental. Um, But the idea of working with people, you have to know when they're at that point that you can then hand it off to them. And the dangers are not just that. I mean, I guess the real danger is you don't want to deal with this person. So you're like, Hey, here you go. Goodbye. Good sir. Yeah. But you need to equip the saints and you don't have all the answers. And so th- it can also not just be an, an act of arrogance, but when done correctly, it's an act of humility. Like, this guy said it better than I can, and I think he addresses it better than I can. Sure. Even though you feel like, you know, even though I've invested in us, it's in. An, and the best thing, which actually you said when you brought this up uh, on a previous episode, you said, follow up with going through the book with them. Yeah. And that is one of the most powerful things. Mere Christianity can go over people. For me, it's like, I just love it. I read it for fun. Right. Some people are like, oh, my gosh, it's so difficult. Right. And I'm like, Okay. Let's go through a chapter by chapter, yeah. you know, or or you read the parts, the sections, and, and we can go through that.
1: Yeah, that can be a medium to a relationship. So I like that. I like that idea, and that's a, yeah. yeah, I think that's good. I I have a number four. If you unless you're ready to go with one. Oh what no oh good sir good sir number four and this is another one that's kind of embarrassing to admit and don't don't just immediately throw stones because I, I'm gonna I'm gonna qualify it a little bit but <laughs> I've I've realized recently that I have the tendency in the beginning of an evangelization relationship to take the place of God in a person's life, okay? Yeah. And what I'll say, what I mean by that is I think it's really important right away when you're trying to reach out to someone that you uh, give them the freedom and, and the ability and the maybe the know-how in some cases to listen to God on their own and to work through some of the issues on their own with the Lord, Right. And I think I have tended to a lot of times jump into these relationships where, yeah, I'm trying to communicate what I feel like God is putting on my heart. But oftentimes, like, I'm doing that without telling them, like, look, have you ever asked God about this on your own? Right. So I haven't, like, taught them to pray or gone, like, taught them or even made the impetus for them to go and listen to God on their own. Instead, I'm just answering their questions for the problems mm. that they have. I mean, if you've done evangelization enough, you know that's one of the first things that comes up is that, you know, there's just all these issues in people's lives that they're dealing with. Maybe it's sorrow, woundedness. Maybe it's, you know, it could be anything. And and what I've I've realized is that like, look, I got the chance and the freedom to work through a lot of that stuff, just me and God, right? just yeah. Just able to bring it to prayer. Why am I not giving them the freedom to do this? And and I've, mm. I've seen how that has been a problem because, number one, I'm not qualified to be God, right? But number two, I'm not even qualified to be a mental health expert or anything like that, you know? So yeah. – uh, or a relationship expert. I'm really not. But it's okay, you know, because uh, God God does – he desires to speak to these souls, and so I shouldn't take the place of that. If you
0: think of the end of Christianity as the union of man with God in Christ Jesus – to constantly intervene you are disrupting that union right, right? you you are uh, immediately going into that it reminds me of what a certain psychologist when he talks about have you ever heard of Rogerian psychology Carl Rogers
1: you ever heard of him I've heard of Carl well, Rogers but I didn't know it was called I didn't know I think you just made Rogerian. up rog- Rogerian psychology just well just so you sounded smart yeah, yeah, in Rogerianism, because if uh, I had said no, then you would have been like, you've never heard of Rogerian psychology. I would
0: have rolled my eyes so hard, and then people, you can't see the video, but Dave would have flexed, and then I would yeah, have been shamed. Right? Yeah. Uh, but no, Carl Rogers. This is how every one of you knows Carl Rogers. His influence in psychology in talk therapy is he's the guy that kind of coined the joking phrase. Well, how does that make you feel? Oh. Right. Whenever you think of counselors, how does that make you yeah, feel? Yeah. Right. Right. Well, his whole point. Right. And Bishop Aaron actually has harsh criticism for Carl Rogers because he talks about it's this endless self-talk without ever getting to the problem. And uh, Jordan Peterson was talking to Bishop Aaron and he was like, no, you need to understand what he really meant. Don't steal their problems from them. Yeah. Right. And it's a lot of what you just said. Like, how are you taking this? I can't solve the problem for you. Like, I can, actually, because you're, you, you're the you're the young adult who's addicted to pornography and watching Netflix and blah, blah, blah all the time. Like, I know what to tell you to do, but if I just told it to you, you actually wouldn't internalize it. And that's what we need, people. No one's going to change if they don't want to. And so the idea is you can't steal even their problems from them. You have to redirect them to the union of man with God of Christ Jesus, a.k.a. you got to redirect them to prayer, right? That's a huge place where... Where we can go. Another one of the things that I I kind of wanted to bring up in my
1: own.
2: In wait, my is own it, f- wait,
1: is this a new point?
2: Yeah. Wait. Yeah, well, yeah, no. I, I don't, well, no.
1: I'm not ready to to move on from the last point.
0: Okay. Okay. You, I, I couldn't tell by your facial. Expression. No, no. I
1: want. I want to say. I want to say on that particular point, mm-hmm. the people who fail with this the most are parents. Parents. Ooh. You okay. have to really be careful about this because it's a natural thing to do that with your kids, to want to solve every problem that they have. And sometimes even in a dominating way, I've recently w- witnessed this a few times uh, in a dominating way. And, and, and I think it's really, really important that you realize, look, you know, this about kids, that uh, slowly you start to give them more and more freedom so that they learn how to use their freedom licitly. It's yeah. very similar to their prayer life, right? You want to give them more and more freedom to, uh, to their relationship with God. Now I'm not saying you just like, you know, you're not raising them organically in that sense, right? Like <laughs> willy nilly, something like that. What I'm saying is, look, so some of the problems you you just can't solve and you need them to be able to work through them with mm-hmm. a personal relationship with Jesus and and that is one of the ways that that relationship grows. So if you if you supersede that relationship and then they leave the house, there it's an immaturity in the relationship with jesus you want your a person and jesus to work out a lot of hard problems together similar to a married couple right okay now you can move on yeah well
0: yeah okay man now now that's a really good point because the whole idea is if you don't equip people if you make it too safe right you prevent boldness in christian prayer right in christian life And Christian living. And what I mean by that specifically, St. Francis de Sales, greatest spiritual director in the history of the church, arguably, he said that when you pray, you first put yourself in God's presence, and two things come immediately from that. The first is, I don't deserve to be here. So utter humility. Right. I don't deserve to be in God's presence at all. The second thing he said is holy boldness. Right. Right. And he said, why like you, when you put those two together, these, those sound like contradictions. And he said, you realize you don't deserve to be there, but Christ asked you to come to him. And so therefore proceed to the throne of mercy with absolute holy boldness, not arrogance, but boldness. If you remove experiences of being bold and courageous in the face of danger, in the face of embracing their freedom for going after the good, right? You tame Christianity to something that is lifeless, right? We have paired the claws of the lion of the tribe of Judah. That's not a god worth living for, yeah. right? We want the whirlwind, the tempest, the rock breaker. We also want the still small breeze that right. shakes us down to the core of our being, right? You can't have you can't have a transcendent god that's worth living for, right? If you've made him safe and imminent and controllable like a rosary in your back pocket, yeah. right? So, it's, I think it's, that's it's, important.
1: Yeah, it's very and it's very similar to like when I tell like second grade parents how important it is that their kids go to regular confession. Cause second grade parents will be like, well, my kid doesn't sin all the time. And what I always say is like, look, you want them to be experts at confessing their sins, even the little ones. So that the, when the big ones come around, they know what to do. And yeah. it's similar with Christian prayer, right? That like, if you're always answering for God, okay. In a sense. And, 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 and honestly think about this. Cause I have seen people do this, right? Yeah. If you're always answering for God, then, you want them to like be able to leave the house and grow in maturity. And, and this is the same with evangelization that they can say like, well, yeah, I'm leaving kind of this incubator, but it's okay. Cause I know God's voice already and I know how to pray and I know how to access him. You know, I, I think that's, it's important.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So Sorry we're going to take you. a quick, yeah. no, no, no. I had an idea. Okay. I had a, you want to hear my
0: strategy? Yeah. We're going to take a quick commercial break with our five folks at Ascension. And when we come back, we're going to do the final, nice. uh, the, the final one. Okay. So ladies and gentlemen, we're going to throw it out to the, uh, commercial break, but email us, if, especially if you're a Romanian from, or at EKSB at com. EKSB at com. Ascension Press's podcasts have been blowing up lately because of father Mike Schmitz. If you haven't listened to the Bible in a year podcast, uh, you're not missing out. It's fine. Just listen to us. All right. We'll be right back.
2: Okay, here's the gut check right here. Because if nothing changes, nothing changes. Do you want to be holy? And do you want to be an instrument of renewal in this world? And if so, do you believe it's possible? Do you know what it looks like? Do you know where to begin? Because if nothing changes, nothing changes. My name is Father Mark Mary. I'm a Franciscan Friar of the Renewal. And I wrote a book called Habits for Holiness. And it pulls from over 800 years of Franciscan tradition, wisdom, and experience of radical and total discipleship in the midst of the world, but in a way which begins with little steps and works not only for religion, not only for priests, but for everybody. The change you desire is possible. The conversion you desire is possible. The renewal you desire is possible. The healing you desire is possible. And it begins with little steps. So to guide you on your way and to help you make the next best step of renewal in your life, I invite you to pick up a copy of my book, Habits for Holiness. God bless you.
0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Every knees shall bow. Romanians, we want to hear
1: from you. You love us. We love you, too. Uh, <laughs> but wait, speaking, really speaking of the yeah. other countries, we're, like recently Daniel Ang or Ang, yes. I don't know. He emailed us from Australia. Yeah, and, and it was, was so think. funny because I look at like he's, some, he's an expert more than we are. Mm. I mean, he really Hands is. Down. Yeah, he's Hands an expert. And he emailed us recently. I, I I got so excited when he emailed me. Yeah, you I know. immediately went on their website and read everything. That yeah,
0: they have. right. You, yeah, you were sending what, me. What st- diocese is he at? Is he in Sydney?
1: I can't remember. I can't. Yeah, remember. I think it
0: was the diocese. But I, yeah, but I've heard,
1: that, but. I've seen him post on the former yeah. intentional Fi- disciples forum, and I know I can just tell. Like this guy knows exactly. <laughs> this guy's legit. <laughs> yeah, He's he knows more than I. Speaking of uh, people who know more than us, I want to tell you something to make you jealous. Okay. So we're, I'm hiring Peter Creech for a conference here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> and, uh, and I, and I, and I said, he said, what do you want me to speak? And I said, well, I thought maybe the title for the conference could be first principles to survive a world gone mad. And, and he wrote back, Dave, thank you so much for the title. That actually gives me the perfect title for a new book. I want to write. You will be the book's godfather. Oh, and I, gosh, and, then I, I and after so I, had, I got myself off the ground, cause I had fainted, I thought yeah. I can't wait to tell Gomer that. Oh my goodness.
0: I yeah. I I'm I have a uh, there is a book coming out. I know. And I know. And I have a whole thing I know. to him. I'm oh. sad I'm not <laughs> a part of it, yeah. I'm happy or not cuz you get all the other stuff. <laughs> uh okay, so now the final one that I want to talk about and I desperately want to get Dave's witty banter with this oh, great. is the the inability sometimes to control my emotions around individual cases right now this can be in my own life right my family members have mental illnesses drug addictions i lost um i've lost several relatives to you know heroin and stuff like that and so certain issues hit me harder than others where i can get emotionally invested oh yeah yep way too deep way too early you know inappropriately you know obviously it doesn't lead to something scandalous or anything like that but like I don't know how to control my emotions and I can, and that can do that slide right into I'm the savior. Yeah. Right? I have to do all the things to save them. Other times, Dave, I have the opposite reaction where I kind of approach it with a cold logic of you know if a, then b, you know, and sure, I, sure I'm not approaching so i I wanted to know your your thoughts on that,
1: yeah, yeah, that's it so so that's interesting, so your first example, it brings me back to when my wife and I were first married, we worked at a high school together, <laughs> and it was like a evangelization field yeah. day i mean it yeah, it was awesome like uh i I was working in development, so I was doing fundraising and everything, and she was the English teacher and uh it was awesome. Like I still keep in touch with a lot of those kids, but I'll tell you what would happen is I, you know, I'd be trying to evangelize both the girls and the boys and, you know, you'd be evangelizing these poor sweet girls and you'd kind of take the fatherly role and then you got to know the boys, you know, and sometimes they'd start dating and I'd be like, I'll kill him. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like, like you'll never date him over my dead body, you know, and like getting way over involved, you know, in that not over involved, but like overly emotional about that. And it literally like, like you, you jump, you're jumping hurdles that aren't supposed to be jumped yet when you're that emotionally yeah. involved. Yeah. yeah. So I, I know exactly it's what you're It's born from about, love, right?
0: but at the same time, you're like, uh, I need to exercise boundaries here, you know? Yeah. Uh, within yeah. myself, within myself.
1: Yeah. And it's not even like the things that you're doing, not that you'll, you will never do them or yeah. say them. Right. It's just that like usually the timing is way off when you're mm-hmm. being bound by your emotions (laughs) yeah
0: you know and the the thing about slipping into the savior mode um, becomes particularly dangerous when you don't have those competencies i'm not an addiction therapist right Right. i don't have the ability to talk people out of their addictions i can share insights from what i've learned about the nature of addictive and compulsive behaviors the national catholic bioethics center had an excellent book published in like 2003 on that exact issue addiction and compulsive behavior and i can share with people some of this stuff but that emotional level pushes you so far forward into their lives because this is their faith this is their community this is their mental health this is their emotional health this is their physical well-being that it can it can become like such a cluster of issues that it drags you down and you can't you can't do that because i'll say many youth ministers They say the average lifespan of the youth minister is about 16, 18 months. I have seen the majority of really good youth ministers burn out because they got too emotionally bound up with the lives of their students. And it's because they want the best for them. And I'm like, you have to let them fail. No, 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 we can't. And I'm like, stop showing up at their parties in the (laughs) middle. Like, you can't do this. You have to let them fail. You're not their mom or dad. Like, okay, okay. Yeah, my, my
1: experience, that's the number one problem of youth ministers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're deeply this- emotionally involved. And so part of what you have to do, and it stinks, but doctors have to learn it, therapists have to learn it, right? Is like, I can't, in doing my ministry, I can only be effective if I don't pretend like I'm their savior, right? The doctors who, and there is an element where you cannot leave it at the hospital or leave it in the psychologist's office. You will bring their things home. And it's good because you can take that into prayer. You can meditate on it. You can bring it into the liturgy. You can do a lot of stuff. You can offer it up. You can pray for them continually. But the thing is, you know, if you're listening to me, the point where a healthy emotional connection with someone becomes an unhealthy need for you to solve the problem yeah for, exactly that's, yeah, that's it
1: yeah <laughs> yeah and it's usually uh like if you're wondering whether you're like this then it's usually uh, do you have a hard time passing them on to the rightful person so mm-hmm. i'll i'll say oftentimes to youth ministers when they come to me with problems i'll say do they have do they have parents do those kids have parents yeah. and they'll say well yeah and i'll say why are you talking to this about them like well, why yeah. or why are you talking about this with them like that that's not for you that's for parents to talk about like yeah. this has nothing to do with you you know and and it'll it's just as a reminder like look you know do you have this kind of attachment that you don't want to pass it on yeah i i, I do talk about this all the time with deliverance ministry it's a common thing in deliverance Oh ministry,
0: yeah i can imagine
1: right yeah where where people will say i'll say why have you not handed this case on to like diocesan experts and they'll say well well, they just don't know. I mean, we've been with it from the beginning, and that's a that's a bad sign. It's a bad sign, you know, because it, it is. It's it is a savior mentality, you know. Yeah,
0: and then the other side of it is being not emotionally invested enough. Enough. Which yeah. which is funny because <laughs> you would think – I think this is more a problem of veterans, people who, whether they're at right. a parish, a movement, or just individually, one of the th- – I, I would say less if you are listening to this and you're just a lay person, you're not Im- involved in the – uh, in the administration of the church or whatever you're just evangelizing your neighbors this is less of a temptation for you but and i think this might be the origin of just handing them a, a book or whatever <laughs> right is you right. know that you need boundaries but sometimes those boundaries they get a little thick yeah. you know that line that separates because it's right. not a thin red line but a super right. thick line made out of uh, the great wall of china like cobblestones right the idea is it can become very easy to see the process or the answers or yeah I know what their problems are blah 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 and then to to not invest in them right and to pull back and I think I am now because of the exhaustion level of working for the church right now with COVID and all this stuff and the political everything being politicized on the left and the right and how I used to take refuge in conservatives that at least he's being orthodox now it's right. like, but he's not condemning these things all the time, <laughs> and so I find there's no refuge. So the more uh, exhausted I get, the less I want to invest
1: in people's lives.
0: Yeah, and it's yeah, like, it's, just it, come to it, class. Here's a book.
1: Watch these videos. Right, and it and it's a you know the opposite of that is a characteristic of saints. Yeah. Like I, we, you and I have talked about this before, where like at the end of a conference you know you'd be in the presence of someone like father day pavanka and you'll say like something to them and it's like you're like it's like you're the first person he's talked to all weekend when in all actuality the exact problem that you're dealing with has been communicated to him twenty five thousand times yeah. in one weekend yeah and he and he still is just like he invests right in that conversation and yeah. it's i i know exactly what you're talking that about that was a big it, thing that was a
0: big thing with carol voitia with pope john paul the second they said yep. even when he became pope when you talked to him, it was as if you were the only person in the room. And Cardinals used to complain about Voitia Standard Time because he was always right. late because he was with people. The person matters, right? Yeah. And so. You might you might want to check your emotional levels, right? Because emotion, lack of emotion, can affect you negatively, just like an overabundance of emotion can affect you negatively. And the only answer, <laughs> yeah, <And> the <laughs> only yeah. yeah, this is like like the dre versus the youth minister. Yeah, the dre's right. like calm down, do your Excel spreadsheets, and the youth minister's <laughs> like get involved, get involved, get behind your desk, get over behind. I, how can I how can I write a prescription for something? <laughs> yeah. So really, brothers and sisters, the only answer for this is striving after virtue right the virtue of humility the virtue of courage the virtue of justice right you owe to people certain things and uh you got to exercise prudence in governing what you give them um so uh ladies and gentlemen Evangelizationbootcamp.com. When you join see us. the blue mountain ranges, the blue sky mountain ranges, you know you've arrived. Uh, when you see Dave's overuse of ellipses in the countdowns of five, four, three, <laughs> when you see that, you know you arrived. If you sign up for one day, you've signed up for all the days. Come and join us. Uh, what are the dates again? April 25th? Oh, you're killing me. I know me I am. can't I am, do I am. that to me. Uh, it's that yeah. Sunday, uh, the last week of April. April <laughs>
1: I really yeah. wish yeah. I play this. It's album. April uh 25th through the 29th. So April 25th through the 29th. And even though we neither of us knew the dates, we will be there for sure. <laughs> and uh it's going to be great. I mean join us, really. Uh, it'll be it'll be unique to the show like it's not going to just be regurgitation of everything and it'll be awesome interaction uh with Gomer and I. So please join us evangelizationbootcamp.com.
0: And I would encourage you to click the about link so you can look at a picture of me from seven years ago and dave from i think 30 years ago how dare you dave you look like like you're four years old in this picture is that like the first time you ever wore a tie have you seen me recently
1: nobody's gonna nobody's gonna join if they (laughs) put this up there you
0: look you look like an orthodox monk
1: you're like i just got out of siberia in in (laughs) prayerful reflection (laughs) my daughter is begging me to shave my beard and i keep saying to her like no Josie, you don't realize i might be i'm hideous under this beard i'm hideous it's like a joke and and she was like, Well, Max, have you seen him without his beard? And he and she was like, Yeah And I was like, Yeah, Max has seen me without his beard and she goes, Max, is he hideous? And Max goes, I don't know. He definitely might be. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> uh, just awesome. like that. Your kids are yeah. awesome.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a sad "Every Knee Shall Bow" <laughs> episode. Uh, join us every week right here on Ascension Press. Head over to media.ascensionpress.com. You can see all the amazing stuff that they are doing. Except for Father Mike Schmitz, he is a dumpster fire. Don't listen to anything from him. Just kidding. I literally just was-
1: kidding. It's the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> he really is. He really is. And uh,
0: <laughs> I mean that podcast really is. Uh, I was talking with a couple. He, This guy has zero background in Christianity other than being baptized Baptist. He never never raised, never prayed, never studied scripture, any of that stuff. And his fiance, uh, committed Catholic, has started listening to Father Mike Schmitz. And he's like, I have to become Catholic now. Just listening to the daily things, being in the car, whatever it might be, being in her house while she's cooking food and he hears it it is converting his soul how cool is that so there yeah, is so amazing. there is so much good stuff for your faith people let's do it let's do it centerpress.com god bless bye